0: What's up, crew? Hope you're having a rad day. In this episode, we complain. I'm Alan from the MTB Allen channel, and this is the Airhorn Podcast. This is the Airhorn Podcast, gonna slow down and talk about going fast. It's another mountain biking podcast, we might just answer questions you have. Listen at one and a quarter speed, listen in any order you please, it might be the worst could be the best. Sometimes it's just me. Sometimes there's a guest. It's the Air Horn, air Horn Podcast. Yeah. I'm Alan, and in this episode of the Air Horn Podcast, I sit down with Josh from Daily Mountain Bike Rider, and the two of us air out some of our favorite pet peeves. We discuss the bike industry overbiking, stuff that other riders do on the trail that bug us, and yes, we talk e-bikes. We also discover the surprising reason why Josh can't tell the difference between different forks. So if you're into this, grab a beverage or set that cruise control, settle in, and enjoy the conversation. Uh, cool. Well, okay, so I've, uh, thanks, Josh, for showing up, a.k.a. Daily Mountain Bike Rider. Thanks for doing this um yeah how you doing knew, man how you doing
1: dude i'm doing i'm doing so well i knew the day was going to come where i was going to get the call up to the big leagues and uh, <laughs> uh, mtb Alon, as i call you MTB Alon. And, Alon. Uh, yeah when you hit me up like hey man i had like three of the pro youtubers cancel and i wanted to pick a <laughs> battle, and I was finally yeah. no i i'm doing good man i uh i'm stoked to be chatting with you and I got a lot of problems, and I'm just happy for this counseling session. That's what it is, right? You're gonna. It is.
0: It is. Time. Yeah. Nobody else is watching this. It's just me and you. So this is a safe space.
1: <laughs> You're you recording this to be like, no, Josh. I think you have a little bit of an anchor problem. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> let me play the footage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me play it in slow motion. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's great. Um. So yeah, I've asked. Josh here to, to like talk about the stuff, our pet peeves, stuff that bugs us. Uh, and quite honestly, I was reluctant to do this kind of thing um, because, you know, I'm all about like stoke and rad vibes and positivity. Um, but I know stuff bugs me. And I was reaching out to people who are willing to talk about what bugs them. And you answered the call. But then I put the post out on Instagram or a story out on Instagram and a post on YouTube. And I am learning that there is a lot of angst in the mountain bike world.
1: Mm -hmm. Dude, when you spend so much time on a, like, in the same spot, like your local trail system, or when you travel, like, you p- start picking up on stuff and it it, it, it it's kind of like being in a relationship for any of us who are in a relationship, like whether it's your, your spouse or your girlfriend or your brother or sister, like over time, you're like, at first I thought this was fine and now it's bugging the heck out of me.
0: <laughs> but it's like what it, but it all comes out when you go on vacation,
1: right? Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And, and I, and I think like our mountain bike rides are like these little mini vacations. So any like little thing, like it's so easy. Uh, to uh get on our nerves but i see so josh and i like have been like kind of uh as a note we are going to cover some of your comments from those posts so hang tight we're gonna come back to those because there are some rich ones in there but uh we uh, josh and i have a little document that we did some bulleting did some bulleted lists,
1: yeah. Some bullets, I, I want to say we spent at least like 30 hours just yeah. you know, refining the list and throwing out <laughs> yeah. ideas. And,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. a Lots whole week. we spent spend a whole week, uh, Josh. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten top level bullet points from Josh with a bunch yeah. of sub bullets. So
1: narrowed um, down from like 3,000. So I'm pretty happy yeah. down to 10. <laughs> That's
0: good, it's nice and clean. So, okay, I'm gonna ask you about this first one, which is bikes with too much travel. Okay, what wait, before we go any further, I one more thing. Yeah, I was reading through this and I was like, is Josh thinking about me in most of these? Like, I swear, like a lot yeah. of these are like <laughs> I yeah,
1: was like, I, oh I was gonna start this one by saying, um, Alan, you don't you didn't get like a new bike recently with a lot of travel, right? Just checking. <laughs>
0: yeah. Dude. Did you see my? Did you see my over biking is not a crime shirt? Uh, do you really? I did not see that shirt. Did I miss that? Uh, it's it's on it's on my Teespring. i ha, I've, I ordered it. It hasn't shown up yet, but I have an over biking oh. is not a crime shirt.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna steal that logo and make over biking is a crime shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. So yeah, like jumping right in, like I, it bugs me to no end the amount of people who have bikes with way too much travel. Um, mm-hmm. And what I see is that somebody gets into mountain biking, they borrow their friends' hardtail or they mm-hmm. buy a bike, and instantly they're like, Yeah, I want the new Transition Sentinel or the Santa Cruz Mega Tower or the SB3000. You're like, I think <laughs> an SB150, and you're like, No, I need the 3000. And it's this feeling. Uh, and I hear people, it, it's like they think I'll be faster, I'll do more jumps my mm-hmm. life will be way better if i just had more squish yeah. and i'm like that's just not it and for my local system here in bellingham uh 140 fork and 120 rear travel bike for all of our major trails that's all you need and but isn't but isn't it like
0: a guitar amp where like Like it doesn't matter if you're playing in your living room. You want like as much amplification as you can, just in case. Even if you only ever turn it up to two.
1: And and I'm a bass player, and so I always, I never, I had a big stack, and I realized (laughs) I don't need this. I'm not playing in in an arena. Like (laughs) this is dumb. (laughs) So so that's like. but what if you need to josh what if like (laughs) and i will if i and here's the thing like if i if my skills grow to the point where i am hugging the flat off like 20 foot cliffs like i should probably upgrade my bike at that point like that's a good time to upgrade but like yeah
0: oh okay yeah that makes sense i I understand that yeah
1: no (laughs) yeah but yeah that's my my thing is like everyone thinks they need more travel and here's my other thing I think you become a much more skilled confident writer hmm. on less travel. I think people who are willing to take the the brunt of a hard tail or try something smaller in in the travel range like I said like 140-120. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, hold up, hold up, hold
0: us. Hold up. We're not we're not trying to teach anybody here anything.
1: We're just okay. complaining right now. We're just okay. complaining.
0: let's let's stay on topic here
1: (laughs) i hate everyone with 160 and more no No, yeah i've been there and i'm just like get over it guys everyone just stop drinking the kool-aid stop drinking the marketing magic ride the bike you have less travels fine
0: yeah 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 sweet
1: I can tell you so, disagree. It's great. This is good. <laughs> no, no,
0: I, I, I have like, I always have like these nuanced ways of thinking about stuff. Cause I think about my journey, like it to one seventy, like yeah. starting from like 140, one, like, you know, like kind of coming up like through that. And I was like, Oh yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. I was just listening to the, uh, uh, worldwide cyclery podcast and they were kind of or the MTB podcast that's run by worldwide cyclery. Um, but yeah, do you, ha- are there any of the, my pet peeves that you were curious about
1: oh yes there were many that stood out to me um (laughs) let's talk about too much chit chat (laughs) because i'm i mean i'm all about chit chat so
0: yeah but is it on the trail like like before you drop in
1: Mm. well you tell me what your pet peeve for is first yeah so for me
0: it's like for me it's like You spent all this time to get on the bike. Like we've, we've got our gear. I've got my, I've got, I've got my riding gear on. Right. And so I want to go riding. So like pedaling and chatting, totally cool with that because we are doing something. We're getting to the top, but when you get to the top and people are talking about, what suspension setting or oh what shock is that is that the flim de bombs or is it a paul that's a that's an f262 spring there and they just go on and on about it and i'm just like can we drop in now like (laughs) are are we mountain biking right now or what are we doing um that and that kind of like yeah that drives me nuts i get like really frustrated don't get me wrong post ride in the parking lot with a couple of cold sodas Sitting on the ice box, like I will chat for an hour, or two hours afterwards. But on the yeah. trail, too much chit chat, no likey. Yeah,
1: I I will agree with you there, and and I think you nailed it. Uh, talking on the pedal up, everything's fair game. You're you're like my life is miserable. I hate to be here. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. talk about spring rates. What what is it like to have a four hundred and fifty pound spring? Right, like uh, yeah. So I, I'm with you there. Like let's keep let's keep the talking before we drop into a minimum and Mm -hmm. and save that Mm -hmm. for the climbs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's a particular type of chat before dropping in that really gets on my nerves. And it is the advice, like the (laughs) unwarranted unasked for advice. Like, you will just make a comment like, Oh, I, I, you know, like that last descent, my, my rear end felt like I was just pinging around all over the place. And then it's just like, Oh, well, you know, if have you tried push core? Have you tried a spring? Have you tried a Yeti? Have you tried a murmur? And I'm just like,
1: No, you need more PSI. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he needs less. No, he yeah. needs more, and he needs a token. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, Well, he can't do that right now. So, hey, do you want to change your air pressure? Uh, yeah, I don't have a shock pump. Cool. Let me tell you what you need to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah um, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, how about this one? Like, you seem you have this comment about dumbing down trails. Like, uh, what's that about?
1: Yeah, Uh, so this is a huge thing that I've seen a lot more on my local trails with COVID because new riders are coming around is, and this was a lot of the comments that I I saw, um, Alan, from your YouTube posts and Instagram too, is Mm -hmm. people who there's a difficult section in a trail, let's say it's a rock garden. And so they think, huh, this is hard for me. I bet it's hard for everybody else. So I'm Mm going to put a bunch of dirt in there to make it easier. Or um, we have a lot of trees and roots here. And so there's some sections that are very rooty. And so people come and I don't know what they bring, but they like bring an ax and cut out roots. And we're like, what? yeah, yeah. So it's like, one, you're killing trees. And two, it's like, it's not that hard. And so what people do is they try to dumb down the trail. They Mm -hmm. try to make it easier or they make a ride around uh, a B line instead of an A line. And Mm -hmm. my big thing is if you don't like a trail and you didn't build it, then you can't change it. And if you don't like it, don't write it. Right. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately for me, it's not just the people who go out and build and do it. Um, It's taking the beelines. lines. It's taking the sneaker lined around a tree and you go, man, that's, that's not how the trail is designed. And yeah, uh, yeah, I, I've, uh, yeah, I actually have a trail that I adopt here in Bellingham. And so it's constantly trying to route people in the right direction to go down mm. where they're supposed to. Mine's not too bad, but some are, are worse. But it's a constant reminder.
0: Cool. I fully agree. I fully agree. I fully agree. And and you it's funny that you you tied it to a lot of the new riders that are coming in. Um uh I we see that there's like a local trail system, Greer Ranch, and I've been seeing that there where there's you know, I've been riding there a couple of years, and there's places where it's a rock garden and it rained recently, and now it's like it's a rock supported dirt path. Uh, you know, I think like yeah. Imba showed up or something, but like, yeah, it's just like that happens, <laughs> you know. But uh
1: But hey, at the same Imba time here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, I kind of have to be like, well, okay, we're not supposed to be positive here, but I was gonna say, like, at least people are caring about it. They 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 kind of understand that. But I do tell people, I say this all the time if you're new to mountain biking and you do want to get into trail maintenance, cut back shrubbery. Yeah, don't pick yeah. up a shovel. Get get clippers. Like start there.
1: Yeah, and cut back shrubbery that you can tell. You know what? This is in the way of where I'm. Tr- everyone's trying to go. Yes, cut right. that down. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can't. <laughs> yeah, it, dude, If you if you weed whack or or bush whack, like you can't get in trouble for that. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 Totally. All right, Alan. I'm curious. Tell me about the oversimplification of the mountain bike industry. Yes. Because, <laughs> dude, you should just make your suspension plush, set it <laughs> and get it. And just, yeah. yeah, dude, just get 12 speeds. You're good.
0: Right. Exactly. Oh man. It's that it's like, it's always like, there's a couple of things where it's like, this is the answer to all of your problems. This is the panacea, whatever it is. And it's like, it's, it's whatever it's some linkage system or it's some rock shocks or it's Fox or whatever. But for me, what's worse than that is the, the bike industry is out to get us. Hmm like they're changed. like they're 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 making bikes better just to get us to spend more money like yeah. it's always like it's this kind of like us versus them oversimplification of the bike industry where i look like if you talk to anybody in the bike industry there's a lot of people who are in it for the passion they're not oh, yeah. getting paid they're not getting paid a lot of money you know there's a lot of like that's how people are getting paid back is by like getting to go ride being involved in bikes and so like when people are always like anything new comes out it's like oh the the bike they're just trying to like screw us over and make us spend more money like that that kind of drives me a bit nuts
1: yeah oh 27.5 is going to change my life oh a, a degree you know slacker head tube angle it's like well realize something like um i watched a really interesting inter- interview with i think it, it was with santa cruz from uh oh gosh i forget the the youtube channel which is Anyway, Um, but it was with the owner and it's the realization of like, yeah, Santa Cruz makes a lot of bikes. They have bikes. Mm -hmm. They have a big warehouse. It's easy to look around Bellingham and be like, these are huge companies. They're not though. Like they have less than 20 employees. They started by normal guys just trying to make bikes. And if your job is making a piano, don't you want that piano to be better? Like, don't you personally want it to be like better, a better experience for you and the people of your customers? Like, yeah, yeah. So they make things better. Every now and then, do they make things better just for hype? And yeah, do they do that with colorways? And, you know, Specialize has a new frame every year. Well, it's actually, they just, <laughs> they just change one part. So, yeah, sometimes that happens, but a majority of the time, it's normal folks like you and I with expertise in the field trying to make our lives better.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, okay. This is hot button topic that there's no way I'm going to like, not bring this up
1: oh let's let's bring it e-bikes oh. e-bikes
0: the, the culture of selfishness with Ooh. e-bikes
1: yeah and so, yeah go ahead go ahead
0: no no, and no, no the no. other the other one is and i think we heard we saw a lot of this in the comments coming from instagram and youtube about not obeying trail system rules against e-bikes
1: yeah so I, I made a e e-bike video recently where I got a Walmart e-bike and I started it mm-hmm. by saying, I, saw that. I don't like e-bikes. I have no plan to buy e-bikes. And if you look at my comments, it's like every five. is like, this guy doesn't like e-bikes. This guy's an idiot. Why are you buying one? This is so, <laughs> how could you not like e-bikes? Or like, it's just like saying like, you're some old school person who thinks like, you think the horse and buggy should come back. I'm like, yeah, that would be <laughs> a great comeback. Like, that would sell well. <laughs> um I, I really like the idea of e-bikes. Like I like the idea of being able to get twice as much riding, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, only adding a little bit more time. That sounds really fun. Um, I, I like the idea of somebody who's come out of a difficult surgery or has, you know, we, a weak heart or a weak legs getting on a bike and riding. No, one's ever going to like say anything negative about that. But the issue with e-bikes, and this is what people say a lot of the time, is like, I need an e-bike because I'm a dad with two kids and I can't go pedal every day. So when I ride once a month, I want to keep up with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like that's not it. Like, that's not what e-bikes are. Like, I, I don't think that culture should be accepted because here's what they're also saying i'm more busy than all of you guys and therefore i'm not willing to put in the hard work and here's the other thing Mm -hmm. e the the point of an e-bike is to get more time on the trails and unless you're an avid trail builder and like using your e-bike to carry up a wheelbarrow of tools like most e-bike riders use and abuse the trails and don't give back to them more than the average rider now a lot of average riders do that as well and that's another pet peeve is like how can we give financially to our trail systems? How much mm-hmm. money do people pay to go to the gym? And we have these amazing hand trails and people don't pay hardly anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with e-bikes, that culture is alive so much more. It's just, and I call it a culture of selfishness. Um, and then again, the other thing that comes along with that is the trail systems. Mm-hmm. Our, our main local trail system is not allowed e-bikes. They've made it abundantly clear. And I can't go on a ride it, without seeing an e-bike and it's just like once again that's a culture of selfishness oh they say i'm not supposed to but this is the only bike i have well you spent six thousand dollars on it so that's on you right like yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so it's, that's just like yeah, grinds my yeah. gears sorry i'll quit talking so you can speak about uh, it. no
0: no it's 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 kind of like i kind of wanted to think about it like when snowboarding started right? Um, where like snowboards weren't allowed on uh, a lot of ski resorts. But I think that, that kind of point you're making though, about like, y- you know, you can still go, you could still go and buy like uh, an acoustic bike and and ride that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you on a lot of points in terms of like the, that culture, right? Like I, e-bikes themselves, like I just recently rode the bullet and I had a really good time. Hmm. Um, uh pedaling up and getting a bunch of laps and like not really feeling it you know like i just felt it like cardio wise and that was fine it was i had a a blast on that bike um and i had a blast with my buddy who was on an e-bike the thing that i really came to realize though is that like i have way less patience now for somebody on an e-bike who is rude yeah um going uphill. There was a there was a bunch of comments about that. Um yeah. all the like negative e-bike comments were never about like the e-bikes themselves or even people like having fun on them. It had to do with people like how they were behaving on e-bikes. And I think you can do the same, like I'll get into that in a second. But like when I was pedaling up the hill on the e-bike, I realized you know there'd sometimes be somebody in front of me who was on an acoustic bike. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Like gearing down and like chilling behind somebody is Really easy on an e-bike, yeah. You know, so like it was really easy for me to let the person pass when they wanted to, and if they felt like taking longer because they knew I was on an e-bike, you know, because they like you know they've kind of felt that way, I was fine with it because like it it's easy, yeah. And then and once once I passed them, if I wanted to, I could like kick it into boost and like get up the hill faster. But yeah, I was just like I've I've I felt like I had even more reason to be kind and cool with other people because i was on an e-bike and i find it's interesting that like it can for some people turn them into like something else yeah
1: yeah yeah and that's a good point uh my walmart hyper e-bike you Mm. cannot control the speed but (laughs) that's crazy that's because it's terrible uh and it's a rear hub driven but yeah your point is valid like the reason that the motors are put in the cranks is because it, you know, basically doubles your output or it's like mm-hmm. a multiplication of your output. So you can't go to a lower gear and just take it easy and go a slow pace. Yeah. And, totally. Yeah. And and once again, I think you brought up the snowboard and skiing thing. That's a really that's a that's a point people bring up a lot. This is just like snowboarding. Uh, people didn't like snowboarding because it was different. And my response to that is Absolutely. And the fact that there's still a resort in, is it Utah that doesn't allow snowboards? It's dumb. Oh yeah, there's just one left. Um, But it's like, man, that's like, feels like some, you know, discrimination junk. And Mm. that's that's not e-bikes. Like I think you said it and I would agree to it. I have no issue with e-bikes. I have issue Mm. with the culture that e-bikes breed. So if I'm uh, in, not in my city I live in, but in another state on an unsanctioned trail and I see an e-bike, I could care less because Mm. that's the best spot to ride an e-bike is like on an unsanctioned trail on some other private property or, you know, forest land. And it's like, sure, like everybody's kind of breaking the laws and you can do what you want. You can ride an e-bike here. (laughs) Um, Or or we have big, um, uh, not trails to climb, but like big forest service roads. Like sure, Mm. ride an e-bike on there. There's plenty of space for somebody to pass you. But being a, a jerk on single track climb trails on an e-bike and like pass 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 which i've seen Mm -hmm. happen it's like Mm -hmm. calm down like that's not cool yeah yeah
0: and i think that that kind of gets at what a lot of the a lot of people said in general not specifically about e-bikes but just like people being rude on on trails Uh, and that's like it goes a couple of different ways and one thing i was going to say earlier is like uh i can see looking at big going back to your hate of big travel bikes oh man Being on a big travel bike, but when you're on a downhill, right, if I come across somebody who's on a 130 mil bike and we're going through a rock garden and they're in front of me, they might be going slower than me based because of the bike that they're on. You know, if we switched bikes, like they might be the faster one. So I have to
1: be... Fake news. Sorry. Keep going.
0: Okay. Oh, that's right. That's, that's one of the things that you disagree with. Well, no, no. Like taking the same skill level, right? If you, I think if you had two people who had the same level of skill and you put one person on a, like going through a rock garden, a person on like a bigger travel bike is going to get through faster. Maybe. Same level of skill? Okay. Maybe. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. Yes. Same level of skill. I will say, depending on the rock garden,
0: Yes okay Dep-
1: yes yeah I'm just gonna be about my like, bonnet. yeah, I'm no, sorry <laughs> no <laughs>
0: I totally get it but see i I also have ridden behind you um and while I, we've never ridden any technical stuff, I can tell how much control and awareness you have on your bike mm-hmm. and like somebody like you could take like a yeah 130 mil bike and take it on some of the gnarliest stuff and mi- and just skip over most of it with like a couple of jumps. I totally yeah. get that.
1: But yes, yeah. I, I I think a, a less skilled rider. Yeah, I'm with you, and yeah. and yeah, you. I think you were making the point like if somebody has less travel or or you know maybe a little uh, below you in skill, you're going to be patient with them, right? You're not going to be a mm-hmm. jerk about it. And e-bikes, it doesn't feel like that's the same culture.
0: Yeah, people were commenting in the in the uh, Instagram post about people like a couple people in a row in a row commented about people stopping in the middle of the trail. Um. Ooh. And that is one of my pet peeves for sure, because yeah. what I, I, I just don't get it. Because like, if I'm just, if I'm going down a trail, I'm riding on this trail and then I stop in the middle of it, do I think I'm the only one like that? Nobody else is going to come down the same trail as me. Like, I never understand that.
1: Yeah. Like reason to stop in the middle of a trail. Like, uh, you just crashed and you're unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> totally fine, right? Uh, Acceptable. Yeah. You're, you're. Someone called you and they, if someone texted you like, hey, your mom died. Like, okay, you can stop in the middle of a trail because that's a tough day, right? But like, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, another thing I'll bring up too is clogging the entrance of a trail. Dude. That's another thing. Yeah, it's like just, it, it's self awareness on a bike. Like three people yeah. will come up to the entrance of a trail, and you're like, for some reason, like 10 people could come through here, but the three of you are blocking, like 10 people could line up and start here, but like three of you sideways blocks everyone. It's like, come on, just yeah. get to the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've seen that happen like at a bike park where there's an entrance of the trail, there's 30 20 or 30 people kind of around getting ready to go, and like three people will come up and literally like ride past 30 people and stop right in front of the trail like oh, right man. in front of the entrance and i'm like are you kidding like what, yeah. you do- <laughs> what you if doing? you want
1: if you want to ride by to go ride the trail have at it but yeah don't <laughs> yeah. <watch it. laughs> yeah yeah
0: so here's one that you posted or that you wrote and i saw that a couple of other people wrote this too i think uh, joseph trail features wrote this which is bro culture you don't yeah. make if you make if you make youtube videos you're a tool
1: yeah yeah there this goes multiple to multiple areas but uh, that's one of them that i see very much more on the margins now um uh, mm-hmm. but at the beginning of my YouTube career it was you know it's a passive aggressive culture of i'm better than you you're not as good of a writer you don't mm-hmm. know everything you're giving people advice on bikes when you don't know much about bikes it's like yeah, but sometimes people want to find advice from a nobody who doesn't, you know, hey, the the rear squish is better than the front squish. It's called a fork and a shock or people call their front <laughs> fork shocks. That happens all the time. And I'm like, I don't make fun of people for that. It's like, no, that's just mm. where they're at at that time. Um, yeah. And so there's this culture of entitlement and better than I'm better than you. Um, and sometimes that happens on trail, unfortunately. Um, I, really? I, Oh yeah. Like I have a buddy who rides with like big fenders. He's got a really nice bike. It's a new Sentinel like V2, <laughs> but he rides with really big fenders cause he rides every day and gets mud everywhere. And he's like, dude, people have roasted me over my fenders. You look like an 80 or this, that's oh, or like nice fenders, buddy. It's like, that's wow. like, Oh, who cares, right? Oh or what I've seen is uh, I used to be much more of a troll than I am now. I, I need to get back to my trollish antics, but I would <laughs> I would like buy funny tank tops like I had a pineapple tank top. I need to bring out the pineapple <laughs> tank top. And uh I would wear like pink shirts and like weird socks and like I didn't even have mountain bike shoes and I would have my rally tokel at, like my cheap hotel. <laughs> and I would just be like, "Hey what's up guys? How are you?" And, and these guys just kidded out would be like yo (laughs) can can i ride with you no oh and then i'd be like hey can i lead on this one and they're like (laughs) and like i'd be like i'd have you guys be like if you want to and then i'd go down a trail at the end be like dude you rock that was epic yeah i surprised (laughs) you didn't um but no i've seen i've seen guys who were like just straight up like hey man how's it going fine and then they just ignore you it's like that's not like that's not cool to do to any human being but like In a tight-knit community, that's like not cool. And that culture exists in a lot of places.
0: Do you think I mean well? So it's interesting because you're in Bellingham, right? Yeah. Do you think it's some of it is that there's like so much more like biking culture there? Like there's way more of a pecking order. Cause like well, here in Southern California, I feel like there's not as much of that. Like you'll maybe get that like you know, if you have a crew of people that are like all like full face, like big travel bikes, and then you have somebody who's like more XC bike, like maybe they're not going to like, but I feel like there's like not quite as much of that here. Maybe there is. Maybe I just don't see it.
1: It's, it's marginal. So like it's on the margin. So like, oh, okay. You said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so main, uh, uh, an average rider who just rides on Gower, they wouldn't notice that. Uh, like mm. I think it happens in very small instances. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so I think once you start again going to other cities and riding unsanctioned trails, you start to see mm. it a lot more. And and not that not that there's any unsanctioned trails in any cities around the US, no, but if none, there no, no, was, no. um that that's where you start to see it more. And and you can get some outright very just mean people that it's mm. like man, and I always ask myself like What led to you being that way? And and I don't say that in a negative way, but it's like, man, like, I feel bad for people if they have to be rude to people on the trails or put people down. It's like something's happened in your life where you need to compensate in that way. And I just, oh, I just feel bad. It's like, don't do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I always try to just tell myself like, yeah, I don't want to get into this person's like thing. I don't yeah. want to get into their junk at all. Yeah. I have one about that's related to the bro culture, which is like the casing a jump being the unforgivable sin.
1: How could or, you, man? You suck. You cased one yeah. jump. <laughs> <Yeah>. I case <laughs> a jump just, every day. It's, like, it's yeah. like I ride my bike every day, I case a jump every day. Sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, exactly. Like I don't know how many... I, sometimes I haven't even cased the jump. It's just like sometimes I like I'll like land like nose first and then like slam my back wheel into the ground just because I like the way that feels and like (laughs) I'll have people be like, like they'll pronounce like me as like a subhuman because because I case the jump I, I that that gets on my nerves that yeah. little thing right there.
1: Do you see Not that out on the trails or like on YouTube comments?
0: YouTube comments. YouTube comments. Yeah. yeah. Nobody says it to your face because they usually can't keep up with me. <laughs> just, kid. just kidding. Just kidding. Just Key- kidding.
1: Keyboard courage is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like people mm-hmm. over a keyboard think they're better. And, and you know, yeah, Alan, I've watched some of the trails that you've ridden and, or, you know, Seth or Skills with Phil that I've never ridden on. And I, mm-hmm. I just go... Man, feel, I, every now and then I'll be like, oh, I feel like they're going slower. Oh, I, th- I think I could do that. And mm-hmm. then I get to places in real life. I'm like, holy cow, how'd you do that, man? That was awesome. <laughs> <honest. laughs> I wouldn't do that. And yeah. the GoPro effects real. Like, we, I think we all have that. But the people yeah. who actually like, <laughs> the thought pops into their mind. And they're like, I'm going to write about this. You stink. It's like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, like, if you totally, like, if people think I stink, like, just don't comment. Don't give a thumbs down. Just like move on. (laughs) That's my, yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: or go ride the, or go ride the trail, you know? Yeah.
1: But to Uh, be fair, the more people comment, the more that your video gets pushed. So, negative comments technically
0: help that's uh, all engagement yeah so like give me hater comments all you want but we well, you know here's what's funny i've got a i've got a dueling one i've got one from jason richardson who is saying it bugs him when people are checking stuff all the time checking everything all the time <laughs> Which like cracks me up. <laughs> Which is like, I don't know if he's talking about like what my suspension settings are at all the time, but um.
1: there, there's like two people. So, there one is uh, I don't know if you've heard, uh, it's PTPS. Have you heard about this? PTPS, it's a new thing, it's Paul the Punter Syndrome. So, <laughs> 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 yeah, Paul That's the Punter awesome. Syndrome, PTPS. Uh, uh, Paul's like, oh. Oh, that trail felt terrible. Ah, I think I need one click of compression mod. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like one click isn't going to make a difference. <laughs> Folks, Josh, don't be like. <laughs> that. It makes a difference. And then you like go down and be like, ah, ah, I have too, I have too much psi. I need to reduce it by three psi. It's like <laughs> just, just ride your bike, man. That's not going to make a difference. Um, so I, I feel like like I have people like I see people do that all the time. It's like that they're constantly complaining about if, if I just had this thing, it would make my bike different. And I'm the Mm -hmm. the exact opposite. I'm like, this fork doesn't work. Okay. Let's keep riding. Like, let's just go for it. (laughs) It's like, um, yeah, Yeah,
0: I'm the same way. Like, especially, especially around jumps. I feel like I will, I'll often hear people say one of two things. They'll, they, they'll get bucked on a jump and it's not because of jump technique, but it's because either they've got, they need to slow down their rebound mm-hmm. or the jump is too lippy. And yes. like, to me, I'm always just like, well, I mean, you could change your rebound, but the jump's not going to change. Like y- you got to change. Yeah. That kind yeah, of blaming the- stuff on other things. Like, Cause I've jumped yeah. on other people's bikes. Like, you know, I've, if you've ever demoed bikes, like you want to like cure yourself of that, go demo a couple of bikes, Yeah, you know? And like, yeah.
1: Or or um I have a shock quiz. Have you ever used mm-hmm. a shock quiz? I have. And it'll tell you like, add two clicks compression, add two clicks rebound. And then you mm-hmm. add it and it's like, take away three clicks rebound. It's like, wait a second. There's like a window of like five clicks of rebound that I could use and it would all be mm-hmm. fine. Right. And yeah. so, and that and that's where I feel like people need to realize you nailed it. Your bad jump technique is not your bike, it, it's you. And mm-hmm. you can jump on a terribly set up bike. It's not as fun, but you'll you'll still be okay. Um, the other the other checking that happens that I, I I'm guessing he references well is the guy who goes, oh, "I'm so tired. Does my does my does my rear tire look flat?" <laughs> no, your tires not flat. You're just you're just like tired. My bike feels weird. I think a bolt's loose. It's like not nah, quit quit checking your bike. You're just riding terrible. You're picking terrible lines. No wonder your bike feels bad. I I have people like that all the time. I need to check this. I don't think you need to check that. I think you just need to ride. <laughs>
0: yeah, but on yeah. the flip side, on the flip side, you kind of have this about like I think this is kind of broad, but like or there's a broader theme here. But you have this thing about like not checking your tire pressure like never oh. checking your tire pressure like oh
1: uh, dude. dude dude don't get me started that that and that's the opposite of the issue so that's not right. ptps that's like uh, uh ds dummy syndrome it's just like <laughs> dude i see people all the time i'm like your tire is like basically flat i'm like what psi are you running um well i pumped it up to 25 oh before <laughs> your ride no in january like, yeah. <laughs> it's september what are you talking about right like i see that all the time and i tell people you you've got to be you've got to check your tire pressure you, you can't just put your bike in your car after like 3 weeks of it sitting around T- you know temperatures changed you lose Dude, air pressure yeah. it's a it's a it's
0: a rubber tire
1: <laughs> yeah they hold like, the air right yeah
0: yeah 100% like They're not
1: porous at all. Like air molecules are like big, right? And it's one of those things like uh, it takes how long to check your tire pressure. Under a minute, you can get your front and rear wheel tire pressure dialed in. And so for me, before every single ride, I cannot remember a ride. I, I I can't actually. I lied. I remember one ride <laughs> where I didn't check my tire <laughs> pressure before I left, and it was because I overinflated my tires. And then the next day, I was like, I don't need to check these. They're way too hard anyway. Um, but like every ride, take the minute, and it, it makes your ride experience better. Then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: it's, yeah. To me, it's just a pattern now. It's just like I show up. That's what I do. I I check the shocks and and fork too. Like uh the because like if it's been more than a day. I, I will still check the air pressure in the, in the shock and the, in the fork because sure. I want to, I want to have a good ride, but see so that kind of, check it that often, uh, like, well, if I ride like once a week, yeah, I'll check it that often, especially cause like so, sometimes I'm up in the mountains and sometimes I'm down at the beach. Right. So I'll yeah. have like thousands of feet of like, of elevation change. So like, I don't, I like to check it. Yeah.
1: I often <laughs> do you check yours. Um, I don't <laughs> <laughs> ever. I <Okay>. no. <laughs> yeah, I. Oh my god! I, I set up my bike suspension so. so <laughs> Let me explain how bad okay, this is. Okay,
0: you cannot, Josh. You cannot complain <laughs> about people not checking their tire pressure.
1: No, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa I don't complain about my suspension. So, I can get away with it cuz I never complain about it. It's the okay. people who complain about their tire pressure and it's like, "You okay. idiot, you didn't or check get flats. it." Right. Oh yeah. Oh, that's dude. People get flats and then they're like, "I don't know what happened." When you check your tire pressure? <laughs> 2 months ago. You're an idiot, right? Um so, oh, Alan, Alan, let me tell you how bad. You have no idea how bad it is. I tinker with my suspension on a new bike. I just got this beautiful Ibis and I like tinkered with it for like five rides and I got my suspension. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, oh, wait, I did. Sorry. I, I did the bad thing on this bike too. I, (laughs) I, I'm cracking myself up. Uh, I took this fork from a smuggler that I had a transition smuggler. It's a 140 Fox 36. Mm -hmm. I tinkered with it. I set it. I always set my forks to be like 10 or 15 pounds, not in PSI, but for somebody 10 to 15 pounds heavier than I am, mm-hmm. I like a very firm bike. And then I just never check it. And so literally when I <laughs> built this bike up, I was like, that smoker has been running good for like four months and I haven't checked that PSI. I just need to put that fork on here and that way I don't have to mess with it. anymore. <laughs> 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 my
0: <laughs> oh
1: my, God. my new my new I got a new offering I got a new evil offering and it can take the same eye to eye stroke on the shock and I'm using the same fork so literally I took the fork and shock off a bike I've been using for six months without checking the pressure of the suspension and I put it on the new bike and I won't check it for six months <laughs> I, I never know. had a problem dude it just works
0: uh, I don't know I don't know what are you. I don't know what to say to that. Like I don't know. That's just like, like that's
1: crazy. I don't know. Like, like, it, I will.
0: I will check my. But I know a little bit of air comes out. Yeah. Right. I, I know that when you when you hook up the the shock pump, but I will see like significant differences uh, in my air pressure.
1: Do you know why? This blew my mind when I when I when I said this. Like I I did the thing everybody does. Yeah, I pumped up my shock to 220 psi. And then the next day I plugged it in and it was at 180 psi. And my uh, Mike at the Losco, the bike shop here in town, he goes, Well, realize something your air can is about, you know, yay big, right? Mm-hmm. With like this much in it. Mm-hmm. So imagine adding a line of air in your shock pump. Mm-hmm. And when you take it off and you hear all the air coming out, that's the line. Mm-hmm. Of your shock pump releasing air, and so when you twist it on, all that air that was at that PSI mm-hmm. is now filling the line and reducing it to like one eighty-five.
0: Yeah, no that that I get, but yeah. I've had I've had it be higher. That the next time I checked it,
1: that's voodoo magic, man. You got a magic yeah. bike?
0: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it pre- produces air, I, but I don't always know why. Because I know there's like negative chambers and positive chambers. I don't understand all of that. I don't know if you've ever looked at a. Uh, like, you know, anyway, a chart of those things, or a chart, a exploded diagram.
1: Yeah. Do you, uh, do you, um, cycle your suspension when you fill it up with yeah. PSI? Like, okay. So then it should be fine. Yeah. I don't know. Like when I get my suspension serviced, which is never <laughs> as much as I should, I always double check my PSI. Usually I forget what I've been writing <laughs> and then I do a bottom out test. And I'm like, yep, that's good. But yeah, yeah I'm, I i do not know, man. Like I just, have I've said it and forget it my whole life. I've never had an issue.
0: Yeah and and you're not the only person. You're not the only like really good writer that I know who has done that. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I'm just I'm just not that. I'm just I don't know. I got to do it. I got to do it. How about this? This is this is one that you um, this is this one bugs me a little bit to tell the truth. Mm. Unnecessary upgrades such as a lyric or 36 or 38, no difference oh, for yeah. 95% of people GX Eagle to XX1. kind of thing yeah
1: Yeah. it it, and the pet peeve is people who have really good bikes um Mm. and they're just like um so my editor is a high school student isaac and he just got a new yt and it had a yari Mm. on it, a 170 millimeter uh 29 inch wheel yari and he's like man i really want to get a zeb i'm like why like the yari is like a 35 millimeter stanchion it's been tried and true i've like done everything on a yari or a lyric and he's like i just feel like i need a, a little more stiffness and i'm like i'm thinking <laughs> okay is it more is a zeb more stiff yes do you need that no right like and that, <laughs> that's like my big point is like is is an xx1 better than a gx yes absolutely does do ninety-five percent of the people need to make that upgrade? That's a huge financial cost, and will they notice the upgrade significantly? My answer is no. If you want hmm. your drivetrain to shift better, buy a different shifter. Then you'll notice the difference. Hmm. <laughs> but don't mm-hmm. change the cassette and the derailleur. Uh, if you want different suspension, like just set it up properly. And unless and unless you have a thirty-two millimeter stanchion fork on a one-sixty millimeter travel bike, like goodness gracious and like here's the other thing uh oh i have this fox 36 rhythm and i really want the grip too i'm like dude i i got the grip too i it works just like the other stuff right like <laughs> i i've had a marzocchi z1 i've had a marzocchi z2 i've had the grip 2, i have a 38 <laughs> it's all the same dude just just shut shut your mouth and ride your bike that's like me
0: yeah just make sure not to put air in it
1: yeah just don't check it and then it just don't fine. check it and
0: then you can't tell the difference between
1: any of these forks yeah I, I that's like that's like somebody saying like oh, i gained so much weight over the holiday i didn't gain anything i haven't checked my weight in months I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the same weight my whole life no you idiot check your weight no i'm good <laughs> i'm so i'm so dumb i love it <laughs> this is great <laughs>
0: that's funny because like i just like I'm the exact person you're talking about, like, to some degree. <laughs> like, I just, I just like, I don't need a new shifter, but I got the new, like, axis, like, axis shifter, uh, AXIS is cool. yeah. yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, for me, I, I look at the fact that like, I, I you know, I got things like the carbon reserve wheels on my bike. Yeah. I've got the, the axis dropper seat post on my bike, and now I have the axis shifter. However, the wheels were from two bikes ago. Yeah. I bring them with the dropper seat was from a bike ago. And so like now, like when I get my next bike, I'll be able to take all three of these upgrades with me to the next bike, you know?
1: Yeah. And, but, and uh, that, that's an, but I, yeah,
0: yeah exactly.
1: If, yeah. A- and, and
0: I agree with you with the unnecessary upgrades, like the way you kind of spelled it out of like, you know, if you're going from a, a 36 to a, 38 maybe you know yeah i I agree with that totally and again
1: you'll notice the difference and i'm not in any way harping on people who notice the difference it's the Mm. my life's going to be so much better it's going to make my riding better i need this no Mm. you you don't you alan you don't need an access dropper post is it way easier to transfer on bikes yes is the lack of cable management great absolutely but you don't Mm -hmm. need it and yeah um that's why I love my Microshift Advent X. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, it's a hundred fifty dollar <laughs> drivetrain, and it, right. I've never had any problems with it. Like it's just like I, I love that because I and I'll get on my soapbox for a second. I wish more mm. people were just content with what they had. Just be content. Your your aluminum wheels and aluminum frame are great. I've never been held back because of an aluminum framed aluminum everything bike, and so you're fine. Yes, is it nicer? sure can you notice it sometimes but just chill out
0: yeah i I, it's funny i see that in the comments sometimes where people will will kind of imply jealousy you know like heartfelt jealousy about when i get something nice or when somebody else gets something nice and i kind of feel for that because like i i don't i don't ever want to like inspire jealousy in people and uh but when people say that i'm like ah you're probably you're probably fine you don't yeah
1: yeah contentment's hard all right alan tell me about Hmm. your pet peeve with bike media talk about a hot topic subject you don't you're not not a fan of bike raider or pink bike or (laughs) okay so there's a
0: couple of things okay i'll get the quick one out of the way and this is just like a really minor thing like whenever you're watching a bike review and they talk about the pedaling and then they show the person and maybe you can correct me, but they'll show the person like standing up on their pedals, like, sh- like like, like, muscling up a part of a trail. Do people actually do that? Is that like something that you do? Like, no, oh, I just get off and
1: walk it. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <awesome. laughs> yeah, Yeah.
0: I don't know. It, I don't know. Every, every time I see that, I'm like,
1: I don't, do people ever do that? I mean, maybe it's not a pet peeve. I just, it's one of those things where I go like, is that a thing it depends where you climb um here in washington like a lot of our climbs are just access roads or mm-hmm. like you just you just sit and spin um mm-hmm. but but uh like in sedona um when we were there we went road was it not highline it was hangover and mm-hmm. like hangover there were spots where like you had to get up out of your saddle and kind of pedal to get over an obstacle mm-hmm. but okay. but then again like and, and i've had the same question so i'm with you so i don't know but um, also that looks way more interesting to watch than somebody sitting on a saddle, just like, Oh, this is great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And
0: I know that's, I think that's kind of what's in the back of my head. It's yeah. like, Hey, do, do the pedaling shot. Okay. Yeah. Like, like the last five times they pedaled up that part of the trail, they were sitting down and spinning yeah. and they're like, okay, we got to film the pedaling spot, put your seat down. <laughs> yeah. So that's always in the back of my head. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love watching bike route, like bike media videos i love like all them bike radar pink bike vital mtb um there's just times when like i watch a review on the and i guess i'm just as guilty of this as as anybody else but i'll watch a review and it's like it's it feels kind of soft or fence-sitting kind of reviews where they're not like you know Maybe it's just that bikes are good now. I uh, maybe I'm just kind of second guessing. Like I'm I'm getting a little bit of therapy now. Like understanding like maybe I don't need to be bothered by this.
1: Remember, we don't want to educate or give therapy. We just oh sorry drive. sorry yeah
0: I'm just like <laughs> media man. They just why don't I want them to be more angry about stuff?
1: That yeah. that is a legitimate issue though. Is like um and this is another peeve. Like every bike is good, and and that's a new thing. Like, that Mm -hmm. wasn't the case five, six years ago. All 29ers were not created equally. And Mm. now it's like, um, I got this new Ibis because the the geometry specs were almost identical to the bike. The smuggler I had that was three years old. And it's like, I bought it because it has similar specs. Because every bike has that spec now. So, yeah, Yeah. I really do think most bikes are good. So Yeah. Mm.
0: I get a lot of people, like, bugging me about, like, how come you're not riding on a
1: 29er? Yeah. No, it bugs me. Hmm. People who ride 275. <laughs> <laughs> you no. No, I've never complained about that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did why didn't you get a I mean the the Nomad is, is sick. Why didn't you get a 29er though?
0: Uh cuz they don't make the Nomad in a 29er. Yeah. But they make the Mega Tower. <laughs> That's like a They nomad. do make the Mega Tower. They do make the Mega Tower. Uh I uh, it's the it's the turning like I feel like I, I don't really enjoy the way they turn. Like I, I, I feel like I'm
1: descending. descending,
0: descending, descending. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like the way they turn. People talk about the butt rub and like, yeah, that'll happen sometimes, but it's not that big of a deal. It's just kind of like, I mean, like Yuka, Yuka rides like a 29er or has been riding a 29er and she oh, kind yeah. of got used to that. So like it, it's just kind of the way it, it turns, I think, more than anything. Um yeah. and I think I'd kind of go more mullet anyway. Like that's yeah. kind of where I would go.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm down for a mullet with a downhill bike. Um and the one thing I always bring up and uh and this is when people are like, "Nah, 275." And I'm like, "That bothers me. And here's why." Okay, we're enduro riding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Look at the EWS. Is name anybody who rides a 275? And the truth is, none of them do. They all ride 29. And then somebody goes, well, good thing I'm not an enduro racer. I'm like, yes, (laughs) you're not an enduro racer. But is my point that I want you to be an enduro racer? Or is my point, if every athlete at the top of their game, riding these trails up and down better than all of us, have all adapted to a new standard, if certain companies are no longer making 27.5, which Hmm. you'll notice very few companies, like Santa Cruz is one of them who's still making good 27.5 bikes, um, mm-hmm. but they're less and less common and I believe they will be less and less common. And it's that there is small takeaways of 29, but I think the gains are there. So like when you say in turning like, Oh, downhill. Yeah, sure. Like they do definitely mm-hmm. have more rolling weight cause they're a bigger wheel, mm-hmm. um, jumps and whipping and, and cool stuff yeah. that I can't do. Right. I'll take your word for it. That 29ers aren't as good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like again, I think that's just the way the that market's going to go. I think it's going to be hard to find 275 bikes in 4 years. That's just my two cents.
0: Hmm. I I I don't know if I'd agree. I So the my thing about the EWS racers uh is like that whole conversation about faster fun. Yeah. Right? Like yes, 20 like I totally agree that 29 is fast. Is is generally faster than a 275. Going downhill and going uphill because you have like a little bit more leverage, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the 27-5 is just kind of more of a fun bike. And that's kind of how I looked at the 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 nomad. I didn't look at it as like I'm gonna beat people down the hill or up my Strava times. I looked at it as like, I want a bike that I'm gonna do more alt lines, I'm gonna like throw it around a lot more. And I should say, I've been riding with people who are on 29s and they're not pulling away from me.
1: Well, but that's their skill, right? And that's...
0: No, no, no. no. It's because I have more travel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Phil Metz on a Walmart bike would kick all of our butts, right?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, I mean,
1: to each their own. And I don't really have an issue with people who like 27.5 bikes, but... I, I could be wrong in this, and it's not a peeve. It's just like I I think we're gonna see the industry go very far away from 27.5. I, I could be wrong. I'm I I think that we're gonna
0: see uh, an experimentation, a year of experiments with mixed wheel size. Yeah, and then I'm curious, like where we're gonna end up there, like after that, like are they like are they gonna be able to make a, a mixed wheel size that can still pedal up the hill pretty well. Um, because like going downhill on a mixed wheel size is like that was the fir- first time i experienced it was on a bullet but it's not exactly a good example because i've got the it's a 50 pound bike you sure. know um but i did go when it things got steep man that was that felt really really good to yeah. like yeah yeah that felt really good but i'm i'm not there's so, i can't think of anything i didn't like about that so this sure. is off topic off topic josh
1: Okay, Alan, I got my next peeve that really gets me, gets me okay. hard. I got, okay. I got a couple of them that, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> man. Every time I ride with somebody new or certain friends of mine, but especially with somebody new, hmm. the complaint train just pulls into the station. Oh man, I'm sorry, I'm so slow. It's like oh, yeah. you're not slow. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm holding you back. Oh, I know I'm not as fast of a climber, and it's just like, it's like, it bothers me so much. And I had mm-hmm. to tell people, please stop. If you were really slow, I would never want to ride with you again. I ride with you every week, so I love to ride with you. Like you're not slow, and mm-hmm. if you're going slow on a climb, I I've never met a climb that I wouldn't prefer to go slower on. I just you know choose to go faster, and if I get to the bottom of a 10 minute downhill and somebody shows up a minute later, that's not slow. (laughs) That's holding their own. Like, you know, if if they show up 10 minutes later on every trail, yeah, then they're, they're on two advanced trails and that's on me for taking them there. But Mm -hmm. most, for most people who are into mountain biking, it like, and I was a high school coach on a, on a mountain bike team for a long time and people like kids are just trying. Like if you're trying and having a good attitude, then everybody wants to ride with you, your attitude's everything, so quit making yeah. excuses.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I wrote, I, I'll tell this story. I rode with somebody who was like got upset. Um, uh, partly they were upset at themselves, like emotional about like being not fit enough, uh, mm-hmm. and then was a little bit upset at us because we weren't going as slow as them. And I was kind of like, "It's, dude, it's fine." Like, I always look at it as like, if if you don't want, if you don't go as fast, if you don't pedal as fast or go down as fast, it's because maybe you're not, well, for whatever reason, maybe you haven't been riding as long, as you're just not working on the skill. But that's okay. Like, and if you don't ever get better, that's on you. And if you don't have to, like, nobody, ha- you don't have to get better. You don't have to get faster. Like, if your attitude is good and you're having fun, like, I'm all about that. But yeah. 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 It's not that important. Yeah. It's not that important. Um, how about this? You uh are bugged when somebody says that they're sponsored as a YouTuber.
1: Oh, not just as a YouTuber, but especially as a YouTuber. It's okay. the uh, I'm sponsored by this company. And I go, hmm, you're a 14-year-old hmm. who is good, but you don't make any social media content. You, all you do is ride your bike better than I do. And a company in town gave you a free set of handlebars. That's not a sponsorship. Or a YouTuber who's like, hey, I'm sponsored by Tasco Gloves now. And I'm like, uh, I know the owner of Tasco Gloves. Uh, <laughs> Nate isn't going to sponsor you because I, we've had conversations and I'm like, I don't want to be sponsored by you. I don't think you should choose sponsorship. And it's like, yeah, I'm not really down with sponsorship because there's other ways like affiliates and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it turns out you got a free pair of $35 gloves and can make an <laughs> affiliate link code. That's, that, is, that is not a sponsorship. That's a partnership, right? And uh, the only people who are sponsored and push back on me, but my pet peeve, the only people who are sponsored is if you are getting a paycheck, if you're getting cash money to use a product, that's a sponsorship. And mm-hmm. if we keep that the base, then that's great. If you get flow, if you get free items from a company in order for your marketing ability or because you're a good writer, that's great. Just say, I get flow from this company or yeah, mm-hmm. I'm working with this company. Just don't say sponsored. That's different.
0: I agree. I'm yeah. particular about terms too. Yeah. Like like when people say dampener, oh man, that really bugs me. <laughs>
1: what a tool
0: (laughs) what a tool
1: (laughs) i think i put a i think i did i put something about that on here
0: yeah you said you said it's pro culture that your people think you're a tool if you if you say dampener instead of damper (laughs) i
1: got when i first started youtube i got roasted just so bad it still haunts me it's like i made bike reviews and i'm like yeah this bike it was harder to wheelie, so it's not a good climber. And I'm like, yeah. And hand <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's very cringy. Like, I should never have said that. And the bro coach was just like, see, I knew this guy was a tool and he sucks at riding and look at what he said. What an idiot. This is- <laughs> wheelie this is a bad climber. I'm like, Dude, I started mountain biking a year ago. To me, I thought that minute was a bad climber because I watch pink bike videos and I watch people do standing climbs and I can't do standing climbs. So I just thought <laughs> this is what it means. Right. And it's, it, yeah. <laughs> so people get mad. It's like, it's damper, not dampener. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I, I know what you're saying. It's like, it's like people who are like, oh, it's extra, not extra. I'm like, yeah, if you say, can I get some extra ranch with my fries? I'm not going to say, uh, what do you want? <laughs> I don't understand you. Are you trying to, oh, it's, are you an extra in this? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I digress. It's
0: It's extra espresso. Yeah. Can I can I get an extra shot of espresso?
1: <laughs> Expresso. I need it fast. Oh, espresso? <laughs> yeah. <Okay.
0: laughs> I used to, that's actually funny, because I used to be a barista, and people used to like, be like, bu- like, They used to do the same thing. They would judge you if if they would judge a customer if they said Espresso. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, you know, that's actually what it means. Like in Italian, like it's Espresso is Italian for express. So (laughs) it's Espresso. I'm going to call it Espresso from now on.
1: Did you work at a real coffee shop or Starbucks?
0: <laughs> I worked
1: at a real coffee house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I I went to school in Portland, and so people are like, "I love coffee. I'm such a coffee fan." I'm like, Dude, "Let me guess. Do you like the Sumatra from Starbucks?" They're like, yeah, that's my favorite. I'm like, you're not a <laughs> coffee fan. I'm sorry, you don't know good coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Another uh, pet peeve, not mountain bike related, kind of mountain. No. Bike. You go. <laughs> yeah,
0: coffee. Yeah, no, I've got I've got coffee pet peeves too, but yeah this one um this one bugs me too you said that you don't like when people upgrade everything they have before thinking about their helmet
1: mm-hmm. yeah dude i see people with like uh i've got like a, a blue helmet right here which is like an old skateboarding helmet i mm-hmm. see people on the trails all the time i'm like that helmet costs twenty dollars your brain is worth so much more than that mm-hmm. um a lot of my helmets back here are not not they're all gone now because i broke them Uh, were ones that i got ones up on the shelf uh maybe this one yes um are ones that i got uh in an accident with and i Mm -hmm. broke the helmet i've i've broke five helmets Mm -hmm. and of all the helmets i've broke only one of them did i get a concussion with and the one helmet that i got a concussion with was one it was a bad fall so it could have been that um it was the cheapest helmet that i had Mm -hmm. Uh, on all the helmets i spent more money on the bell supers Like I've knocked my head hard and I didn't get concussions. Is that the helmet or is that the accident? I don't know, but here's what I do know. Your brain is worth way more than your bike and your knee pads and your shoes. Spend $5,000 on a helmet because it's worth it. If it really does protect your head and MIPS and new technologies work. So
0: hundred percent agree. Yeah. And if, if you fall on your helmet,
1: you you got to replace it, it. replace it.
0: Like I know they're expensive. I know they're expensive, a couple hundred bucks, hundred bucks. I don't how much is like, I only buy like buy full face helmets. So it's always like 200 bucks. Yeah. Or, you know, 175 uh, bucks or 200
1: bucks. A nice half shell, like a Bell Sixers, like 140 bucks. So it's still expensive for a half shell. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: Man, I think we've gone through, how did we get through all of your pet peeves? I think we've got through all of them.
1: He just fed the angry train, and I just took it. Jeez. I just took it down the, sta- the rails, man. Uh, yeah, man, no, I think were, we did get were, through all of them that we wrote. There were any, there
0: were so many. I know.
1: Any other pet peeves that you can think of?
0: Uh not off the top of my head. Do you have time though to go through some of our viewer listener ones? Oh, like yeah, any got, one of
1: those? I got ten minutes. Let's cover some of the viewers ones. Ooh,
0: let's do it.
1: We, if um, we disagree with him, that would be funny too. If we both disagree.
0: So he, here's one that I, I see, I've saw, uh, I'll bring this one up because I saw a number of these, like this one from Mountainer 12, Mike Mountainer uh, mentioned Bluetooth speakers. Mm. Um, or I think just kind of any, yeah. Speakers like playing music on the trails. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I saw somebody today who is doing that. So when I read that, I kind of chuckled and like, Oh yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to play a Bluetooth wireless speaker like on your ride up, it's almost better than headphones because mm-hmm. you can, you know, oh, they are going to have a hard time hearing me. People with headphones, it's hard to tell if they are wearing headphones or I can be like, oh, hey, hey. And literally, it's not me trying to get by. Them, it's just me saying like, hi, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, <laughs> hi, hi. And then they'll be like, whoa, whoa. Right. And so it's better than that. Um, yeah, I, It doesn't bug me. Sometimes when it's like gangster rap dropping the n-word left and right, and talking about doing bad things to uh, hoes, I'm like, yeah, I don't <laughs> want that up here, but like that's just because I'm an old man, basically, yeah
0: i i I mostly agree in that like I would if I had to choose one or the other in terms of trail safety, I would go with the Bluetooth speaker because then at least they can hear it. The flip side is like I don't always want to hear other people's music, but then on the flip flip side, like, <laughs> sometimes like depending on a person's culture, that's kind of just part of it. Like music is always part of the culture as a group. And it's like a group experience and you take it kind of wherever you go. So sometimes like I kind of have to let those things go, but um, I think it's, it was a pet peeve for me and it's becoming less of one now, I guess. Um, I here's when I don't like it. Here's when it is a pet peeve for me is when you're at the top of a trail and there's like a bunch of people around or just people around and they're just blasting something. Like if you hit play, like when you drop in, then I'm like, cool. But like, yeah, just like blasting like something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll say I would not do that. I would not want people I ride with to do that. Mm -hmm. But when I see other people doing it, I kind of think it's cool. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool. I don't care. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, any of these other ones popping out to you?
1: Uh, I got to pull it up again so I can see them all. Yeah, there were oh, okay. so many good ones.
0: There's, you know, and I just going back to this. I've never gotten this much response on any Instagram question before. <laughs> There's like so, like so people many. Like, let me people.
1: tell you why I'm ticked off. <laughs>
0: There's so much angst. I'm like, I didn't know there was so much angst on the on the trail. Uh, he, uh, here's here's one that's kind of funny I think we can all relate to and doesn't like blame anybody else but it's like this is from ctgsurfs.c that click on my bike that seemingly has
1: no cause <laughs> okay oh, yeah, dude that is the biggest pet peeve when my bikes like when my bike squeaks I, I'm so bothered. When someone else's bike is squeaky, I don't really care. But when my bike squeaks, oh dude, I'm so ticked. I'm like, I'm I'm the worst. I greased everything. I got a new bike and the squeak is still there. I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> I've got a little click in my in my dropper seat post right now. Like
0: I, th- I think oh, it's the collar or something. I think it's the collar because it didn't do it on the Bronson. It's doing it on the nomad. So I don't yeah. know if I need to put a little bit more like uh whatchamacallit fiber uh grip something Oh yeah fi-
1: like grip pace If you um if you record that sound and play it backwards on a uh like a a, a cassette player it'll say bye 29 bye 29 <laughs> that's what it's trying to say um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, lo- I love Gordon uh Nichols. he said Fox Kashima coating or Kashima uh Kashima coating colors not matching aka the the Kashima on your fork does not match the Kashima on your shock does not match it on your dropper <laughs> Is it gold? Is it gold? brown? Is it brown?
0: <laughs> Is it copper?
1: <laughs> and I, I, I cannot count the amount of times that I'm like, Oh, weird. They have a Fox Kashima dropper, but they must be using some off-brand fork. Oh, it's Fox. Oh, weird. That's not the yeah. same, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Gordon Nichols has a bunch of them that look like
0: we're cracking me up. Dude, like he the... should be on
1: this. Not not me and you. It just should be Gordon. Like, let me tell you what ticks me off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like guys who don't wash their knee pads and gear and then sit next to you on the lift. <laughs>
1: those guys dude i i ride with some dudes who like they'll they, I'm, they're not allowed to pedal in front of me because i'm like dude you you reek and climbing on a slow climb on a single track with somebody who stinks it's like we're all we're all like there's it's never a woman that stinks that i ride with it's always men it's like dude you stink we're both guys get to the back
0: <laughs> dude it's yeah uh, there's there's that i've known a couple of people who like they think like mountain biking is dirty so, yeah. like, nothing can ever be clean. Like, my bike's dirty, everything's dirty, my gear is dirty. And I'm like, "That no, no, that <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. We, we um, don't have to live that life. We don't have to write that story. <laughs> no, we don't have to be that person. Yeah. Um, cool, man. I think this is great. I think we've done a good job of complaining and getting it out there and, and channeling the angst that is there in the mountain bike community. Um, yeah. That's great. I say, I say, get the angst going. You know, yeah. Use it to get up the hills. Use it to get down the hills.
1: <laughs> I, I love that. I think we've done a good job complaining. That's like writing on like a performance <laughs> review at work. Like, what have you done well? I've complained really well about how everyone <laughs> sucks at this job. <laughs> I,
0: think, I have tuned my ability to complain about things.
1: Well, 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 Alan, I think we should let people comment what we missed and then uh, make a 2.0 and get Gordon in on this, man.
0: Oh, dude. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if you have gotten this far in this podcast, you know you love some complaining. So do, yeah, hit us in the comments with all the stuff that we missed. And I do appreciate... I know there was so much, so much angst in the comments. I'm sorry we didn't get to more of them. But I, I have to tell you before the podcast before we got on i was just scrolling through them just laughing at like so many of the comments i really appreciate that
1: yeah good times well thanks for having me man this was rad
0: hey man thanks for coming on uh we'll we'll have to do this again huh
1: yeah absolutely i love it
0: yeah all right crew everybody thanks for uh tuning in and listening to this josh any last words
1: hey whatever you do Stop listening to this podcast, but get out there, ride your bike, and make sure you do it every now and then. Okay. Every day.
0: Every day. <laughs> oh, dang it. I was going to jump in with you. Nah. All right, crew. All right, crew. Go have a rad day.